0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Life. Busy Living Life. It's episode 283, 283. And we are sponsored today by SoberLink. Nearly 15 million people in the US have an alcohol use disorder. That's alcohol only, not other drugs. This can be attributed to the stigma that surrounds addiction and how people don't want to talk about it. SoberLink strives to erase the stigma of alcohol addiction, as well as busy living life. And their voluntary system encourages connection and honesty, which helps to rebuild trust and maintain sobriety. I've teamed up with SoberLink to create the resource guides, tips, for keeping busy living sober for those in recovery. If you visit www.soberlink.com and download the resource if you want or someone you know can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery, you'll also find a form on that page to sign up for a $50 promo code for busy living sober and sober link. So hi, everybody. I'm one day late. And the reason is, um, I've been taking time out, which is our topic for today. Time out. Ah, don't we all sometimes need a time out, especially now, especially now. You know, it's um, it's crazy. I mentioned this the other day. I remember last week, like twenty twenty two. We thought was going to be the greatest year ever, and everybody was going to be in this. It was just going to be two 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 zero two two, and we were going to have this amazing thing go on in life and we were going to all be happy and joyous and kind of live an idyllic life which is what we all wanted right especially me I'm like all I want is just to have peace and trinity and have this amazing year and the reality is it hasn't been that um far from it and um I as I've told you guys I've been going through a lot of stuff a lot of stuff lately and um it's um kind of losing my faith in humanity in a in a, a weird way. You know, I, um, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I keep striving to get better. And I can tell you all, I've been sober for 15 and a half years. You know, I spend my life helping people. This is my goal to change the stigma with addiction. I am normally totally even killed at all times. And, um, right now I have to tell you, I thought about like smoking weed I went to the doctor and I was like, all I want to do is smoke some weed just to make everything disappear. It's too much. I am overfilled with stuff. It's too many things going on. And um, those things are with my marriage is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And um, things have come up that I didn't want to have come up that weren't in my plan. Like there have been things that I just didn't want to have happen that are happening right? I wanted everything to be like smooth. Like when you look out on the ocean or on the lake, I just wanted smooth, no waves, just let's just have a nice calm life. And it hasn't been that it's been um, actually the exact opposite. And I'm not um, the weird thing. I don't want to drink. I just want everything to be calm again. I just don't want to have to be dealing and stressing about the future. And it's made me get all the tools that I learned from when I first was sober, I've had to use them lately. It has been you know, crazy. So I went to the doctor and I reached out for help there. I um, am reaching out to people in the program um, that I know have firm sobriety and have really um, you know they're spiritual. It's interesting because somebody said to me, "Oh, you should really find somebody that's like got long term sobriety and so spiritually zen that they're like on this beam." And i said to this friend of mine, "I'm like, is that a unicorn? Because I don't think anybody is at this place of idealism that they aren't being stressed from this way or pulled this way or that way. I don't think there's anybody." who is, I think everybody out there has something that is pulling them and making them go, oh my God, I just don't want to feel this. And I think because our society has always been like, oh, we'll take this pill and you won't feel like this and take this pill and you won't feel like that. And um, pills aren't the answer for me today. It's walking through it and admitting that I, this is over my pay grade. Um, This is a big stuff. And I just have to walk and I have to pray a lot and I have to write down gratitude. I'm writing more than I have in a really long time. I am recognizing what I can be grateful for. And um, it's tough, you know, it's tough. And the craziest thing is, you know, God works in serious ways. And I was, um, my son, my oldest son went to go visit some, College, some high school friends. One of his friends from high school and actually elementary school, he's been friends with them forever, got married and they were having a bachelor party afterwards. Uh, whatever. Anyway, kids are different today, as we all know. So they had the bachelor party after the wedding. So he flies to Van, he goes to Canada to go skiing with these kids. And on the way back, he calls me and um he's like, Mom, and I'm like, What? He's like, Remember that guy, Dave? And I'm like, Yeah. And I knew this kid because Ken had infringed them. And then they had a major falling out, major, major, major falling out. And um, the kid OD'd and died. And I was like, what? What? Now, this kid had grown up in a nice family and gone to, uh, I love to do the air quotes, a really nice prep school. He'd gone to a really great university. You know, on the outside, all this stuff was like in the right places, right? Like he looked like everything was perfect, like everything was going. He had a good job working in, in Washington D.C. He was just like had this great life, and um, but he had this secret, and his secret was that he took pain pills, and he got pain pills, I guess, from somebody on the street, like I guess some dealer or something, and he took one and it killed him. 24 years old, 24 years old. And um, he died of an overdose. The police came, they said that whatever he was taking was laced with fentanyl. And we've heard this happen more and more often. These kids are picking up these pills and they don't know what it is. They don't know what they're taking. And it's killing our youth. And it has just brought everything into perspective, right? And the game of like, my marriage might not be great right now. And if it makes it, it doesn't make it. I'll be okay. I have a relationship with God. I have all of you. I have my boardroom of people that I call on all the time. And I feel like I can get down. I can get down. And all this stuff is going on around me. And you know what I said? I'm going to take a timeout. Time out. Time out. Timeout. I'm going. I'm going. So I packed my car. And I went, to, I'm down in South Florida now because I have a lot of friends here, a lot of really good friends that are just always really supportive because all my other friends are all over the country, like everybody's all over the country. So I have at least a base here. So I got in my car and I drove here. And as you can see from my background, if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm in a hotel room. So um, I took a time out and you know what? I'm not making any decisions right now. I'm just not, I'm just going to walk with God and I'm going to just see what happens. And when I don't know what to do, doing nothing is doing something. We think, at least I think, and I can only speak an eye. I always think if I keep busy, if I do this, I do that, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to keep moving from here to there. And then I don't feel, and then I'm just like, oh my gosh, well, I'll just get busy doing this and I'm not going to worry about it. And, um. It was just, I, I I, was, I was drowning, you know, can anybody relate to that when you're just like, you feel like you're going underwater and you are drowning and you're like, how do I get out of this? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And um, not to mention, you know, my house is completely torn apart because of construction so there's just like dust everywhere there's dirt everywhere my husband's doing this project and he's doing it himself most of it and it's just oh my god so on top of everything else he's doing all this stuff and I just said I'm done I I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna do it for the I I thought I was gonna be leaving today but now I'm actually gonna leave I think on Saturday and um I'm just gonna take the time to put on the oxygen mask on me. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna see my friends and I'm just gonna take it easy. I'm just gonna take it easy. And that's what I've been doing. And I've been reading a lot of um, devotionals. I don't know, like daily things that I really, really, really like. I saw one on YouTube. And I've been loving it and it's really been helping. I'm going to just go get it so I can show you guys for I can walk with you for those that are listening. And it's by Paul David Tripp and it's called New Morning Mercies, a daily gospel devotional. And for all of us that are in recovery, a lot of it like pertains, at least I feel like it pertains to my life uh, as a sober person. And so I've been reading this every day and it feels like, oh my gosh, that's a total click. That's a total click in what I'm looking at. And um and what I'm feeling. And I'm like, wow, it's sometimes you feel like, is this um, is this just a coincidence or is this a god little wink? And I always like to say it's a god wink, like seeing this book, picking it up, reading it every day, it always pertains to something that's actually going on in my life. <clears throat> and um, and I write about it. And it makes me feel better. That's one of the tools I learned from day one of getting sober is that I have to write this stuff down and I talk about what's going on inside of me. You know, I did tell a friend what was going on. She's like, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I have to tell somebody what's going on because if I leave it inside of me, that secret's going to kill me. That secret is going to take me down. That secret is going to be eating at me and eating at me and just making me feel so yucky inside because all I want to do today is be authentic. I just want to be who I am. I want to own who I am. I don't want to be ashamed of who I am. And just like Soberlink that sponsors me because I love that they are all about getting rid of the stigma and the shame. So am I about, you know, when I came and started doing this, you know, busy living life is all about being able to be who I am and not be ashamed of it. You know, life is not easy today. I don't know whoever said it was, they lied to us. And we think that if we've got this, 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 everything's going to be perfect, but it's not the case. It's never perfect. It's never like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's never, ever, ever like it. It's always something is just not really that great here or there. And sometimes they're bigger things that totally rock your universe and you weren't ready for them because you're like walking along you're like life is really good. Everything's going my way. Everything's great. I'm living great. Life is good. I love this person. I love that person. Life is great. And then all of a sudden you hit the thing and you're like, holy shit, I wasn't ready for that one. And that's how it's been. And I wasn't ready for the way I'm feeling. I didn't want to feel like this and I'm feeling like it and I'm walking through it. And it is, um, it can be a bitch and it can be hard and it can be overwhelming. And sometimes I'm just like, I go and I look at sometimes at my problem and I make it to be this big thing, right? This thing that's just so humongous. Like I can't take it anymore. It's so big. And it's my head that makes it so big right? Because I look at my past experiences that have, like, it's so, it's relatable to something that happened in the past. you like, this is going to be just like that. It's going to be terrible. And we're never going to make it through. Instead of looking at the good things that have happened in my past, that everything we walk through, especially the hard stuff, is the stuff we learn the most from, which I hate freaking fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it that I have to get to these places that are so difficult. And you're just like, oh, I just want to let go. And you can't because you're sober. And you're like, I don't want to give up my sobriety for this, but this is so freaking hard. I just want to numb out. I just want to numb out and we can't. So what do we do? Shit. It sucks. And I'm like, I have got 15 years of sobriety. I shouldn't be feeling like this. Well, guess what? nobody's immune to this I don't care who you are you can have 30 years you can have 40 years you can have four minutes you can have four days you can have four weeks you can have four months you can have four anything and you're just like oh my god this is just a lot and then my son's friend dying and I'm like oh my god that I don't know I, I, but there are people that get through that too and they don't pick up a drink they make it through anything. They make it through, they're like, I just lost my child and I'm not going to pick up a drink. And it's like, how do they do it? My prayers go out to that family. I just think, oh my God. Oh my God. And that stigma that this addiction has is so crazy, especially given what's going on in our society. Like I had this gentleman say to me the other day, I went out for dinner with this couple and um, he has long-term sobriety. And he's like, well, you know, what about all these people on Facebook and Instagram that talk about being sober? Doesn't that go against the traditions of AA? And I'm like, you know what? We're in 2022 and people are dying by the masses of this stuff. And we're going to talk about being ashamed of what you're putting on social media. Oh my God, who gives a shit? If you can help somebody, and the reality is no one, no one, as I just said, no one gets this without being unscathed. Things happen to us, spouses die, kids die, parents die we lose money we make money we're broke then we get this windfall then we go through like oh my god I have to move I'm living in this humongous house I can't do it anymore I've got to move to a smaller house oh my god I have my kids my middle school kids you know I had a friend of mine reach out to me the other day and she's like oh my gosh I'm having the hardest time with my middle schooler he wants to hang out with the popular people and I said to her Well, you know, I told my kids when they wanted to hang out with popular people, I'm like, well, they'll end up working in the gas station. So you probably don't want to hang out with popular people. My kids never, I think, unfortunately or unfortunately, were never that popular. Um, And um, because I think sometimes it's faster. And I think sometimes it's nice just to go play with army men, even when you're in middle school, right? Because you're only, you know, 13 years old. You're not that grown up, you know, 13, 14 years old, even 15 years old. You can still play with army men. Even at 30, you can play with army men. Like there's no judgment. But I think because we're all so fast today, the social media, the cell phones, we just get, it's like constant. And we just need to just go, I need a timeout, I need to just chill. I just need a break from it all. And um, I've been having a break and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just chilling, you know, it's been raining here to actually today it's sunny, but you know, um, it doesn't even matter. I just have to relax. I just have to take it easy. I just have to feel these feelings for the moment because they're gonna change. I will get through this. I've gotten through harder things. Getting sober in the very beginning was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done because who really wants to give up your best friend? And I've been having that best friend for 37 years. And now I'm going to put it down. That's scary. That is, um, talk about the unknown because that was all I'd ever known for 37 years. I couldn't cope with anything without being drunk. It was like my answer to everything, party girl. I'm not going to feel it. I'm just going to get drunk. I'm going to put on a pretty dress and let's just go for it. And um, the reality was, was that um, I had a lot of stuff going on that I couldn't face. And now being sober 15 and a half years and facing this stuff, the fear is overwhelming. I am like, what is it going to look like? what is it going to look like? What is my future going to look like? Well, none of us know what our future is going to look like. And the fact that I, and I say this to people all the time, I don't know what the future is going to look like. I have no idea, but I know I'm going to be okay. And it's crazy because I look back when I was walking out of my house, I'm like, I don't even, you know, we, we put so much emphasis on this material stuff. I'm like, If I don't have this stuff, what's the big, you know, I like some of it, but I'll be okay. I'll be okay not having anything, I think. It's being able to be me and be honest in front of everybody and say, you know, it's not always easy. And um, I don't know whoever said it was supposed to be easy. I said that earlier. It's not, I think as Americans, we think it's supposed to be easier, maybe. I don't know, I'm trying to blame it on something. But the reality is, it just is, I just don't like feeling uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable right now. But doing this and getting honest with all of you guys makes me feel better. It seriously makes me feel better. I feel like, wow, I'm admitting to you guys what's going on. I'm taking a time out. I'm not running away because in fact, you know, he said, leave for a minute and I'm not leaving forever. I'm just leaving for a minute and taking care of me. And it's not that I'm running away. I just wanted to just take a breather. I just needed to take a breather. I just needed to go and just let go for a minute. And I needed to get my you know, thoughts together and I needed to not react because I feel like when we're in the hot seat, we react in a way that sometimes it's not appropriate. And we look back and like, why did I react that way? I should have taken a deep breath. I should have looked at it this way. But um, I don't think the tools come naturally. I think that our first instincts are primal sometimes. And we do things that are, we lash out. At least I do. I lash out. I can use many, many, many words. I can call you things. I can be mean. I can be hurtful. I can say things that I wish I didn't say, which happen all the time. Um, I'm judgmental, you know, I'm judgmental sometimes, I'm totally judgmental, and I think I know more than anybody else knows, and um, when we do those inventories in AA, um, you know, we do these four steps, and we take an inventory of ourselves, and we write down, you know, whom I resentful of, and a lot of times I am resentful of myself. Or a loved one. Normally, not so much on outside stuff because I don't really put that much into it. But when it's somebody really close to me, that's who I have to write the end of resentments out. And it's crazy because you write down these resentments and what it affects, and it affects everything, right? It affects my self esteem, it affects my pocketbook, it affects my ambition, itself, affects my um, personal relationships, it affects my pocketbook, and it affects my sexual relationships, right? Like, who wants to have sex if you're like totally over the person at that moment? And, um, Nobody does. And then you write out these character defects and I have a whole list of them. And I swear every time I'm all of them. I'm all of them. I'm always like, I am playing God. I am um, not trusting in whatever the future is going to hold that it's going to be okay. I'm not staying in the day. I'm future tripping. I'm, you know, self seeking. I am mean, I'm hateful. And then I have a ton of fear. And the only way I can get rid of it is by praying and saying, God, please take this away. Please take this away. Please take this away. And um, eventually it goes away. It's kind of crazy, but taking a time out is something we all need to do. You know, I've been the stress we sometimes carry, at least for me, I carry it in my shoulders and I carry it in the top of my back and I carry it like my entire back, it's totally stiff. And when I was at my house, my back was so stiff. My shoulders were killing me. I was like taking Advil because I had so much stress in my back. And when we take a time out, for me at least, um, it went away, it went away, it went away. I woke up the other day and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't have that pain. I just realized it yesterday. It's like when you take the, we've ta- I've said this many times, when you take the aspirin and you're like, I don't have a headache anymore, but you don't realize it's gone. It's like, I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have that pain anymore. And I didn't do anything really that, I it's definitely not fancy. I'm just staying in this nice little place, not too expensive. And um, I could do it. And and I could say, I, I'm worth it. I need to do this. I don't want to throw everything out, not the baby with the bathwater. I don't want to do all of that, but I just need a, I need a breather. I need a breather. I need to get things into perspective. I need to get with my peeps. I need to get centered. And sometimes it's really hard to get centered while we're standing in our own houses. And nothing's changed and we're sitting there and we're pulling our hair out and we're like, oh my gosh. And then we say to ourselves, well, I can't leave because I've got to go. I, You know, I have so many people that say, I can't leave. I can't go. If I go, what's going to happen? All this stuff's going to fall apart. I can't do it. Who's going to take care of the dogs? Who's going to take care of the kids? If your kid isn't an infant and isn't a toddler, you can pretty much make sure they're going to get, they can get, and they have a grown up there, like a spouse or babysitter. They can get Cheerios. They can get a piece of toast. They're not going to die. Having the right people there, of course, is imperative. You've got to make sure you have a babysitter or you have somebody there to watch your child. But doing that and then putting the oxygen on your mask, and sometimes you only have to go for 24 hours. Sometimes you need to go for longer. Sometimes you go and you say, I don't know when I'm coming back, but I'll be back. And it doesn't matter how long you're going to go. It doesn't. Go for as long as you need till you feel like you're centered again. Because if you're not centered, then you can't make any decisions. You can't. At least I can. Because then I'm just constantly going back to the fear. When I'm in it, I can't get perspective. It's very hard for me to raise up, especially if it's something big, to go and raise up 10,000 feet and look down and go, okay, it's all going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay. When that's a lie. I don't know that it's going to be okay. And faking it is too hard while I'm around it. So I got to go. I got to go. I got to take care of me. And some people can say that's selfish, but I think that it's kind of weird when you get on a plane and they say, we're going to go down there, like put the oxygen mask on you first, and then you take care of your loved ones. And I think we need to do that more often. And I think we need to take the time to get quiet and pray to whoever your God is. Have it be Allah, have it be Jesus, have it be you know, Buddha, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, just that you can get that time with that person or that thing that you find is your calming thing, It's getting there and just being like, okay, I can do this today, I can do this today. I should have probably walked away and taken my time out before I did, but I wasn't ready. So I was ready. So I was ready to go put my, I mean, I can even tell you the day before I left, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should go and leave you here by yourself. Are you going to be okay? He's a grown man. I'm like, are you going to be okay? I'm not here. The reality is yes, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And I got up the next day, put stuff in my car and just drove and just drove. And it was good. It was good. I like put on podcasts. I talked to people. I got a new perspective. I think I'm going back on Saturday. I don't know. Does it really matter? No, I'll get back there soon enough. And um, I trusted everything's going to work out the exact way it's supposed to work out. And um, who would have said, you know, 15 and a half years ago that I would be sitting here doing a podcast, talking about my feelings with strangers all over the universe. Um, I have no idea who's listening as you guys know. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. People judge me all the time. It's okay, it's okay. Not everybody's gonna like me. Not everybody's gonna think what my message is is great. And that's okay too. I just know that if I help one person, that's all I need to do. And um, if you're going through something tough, which we all go through, it doesn't matter what your sobriety length is, it's getting perspective, taking that time to put the oxygen mask on, whatever that is. If that means you have to go stay somewhere for one night and it doesn't even have to be anything, it can be holiday and it could be the you know red roof and whatever it is, I just take that moment to go be like, I just need some time gain perspective. I need to write. I need to take a bath. I need to take a shower. I need to go eat something that I like. I need to go for a walk. I need to get out. I need to walk. I need to not have anything that needs me for five seconds. I just need to take care of me. And, you know, you can talk to your people at home, not for long periods of time, but just say, hey, I'm great. Check in, be loving and kind. But at the same time, you've got to take care of you, boo-boo. You've got to take, that's what my Henry's always said, take care of you, boo-boo. And um, I feel like, I don't know why we become, we're called selfish when we do this thing, taking care of ourselves. But if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be good for anybody. And I was definitely spiraling to the point that I told my doctor, I'm going to smoke some weed. When really all I needed was to get away I needed to get away. I needed to gain perspective. I needed, I'm worth whatever it costs to do this. I'm worth whatever it costs to do this. And if it costs me a hundred dollars or if it costs me a thousand dollars, if you have it and you can take the time out, it's worth it because you don't want to go pick up that drink or that drug because you know what? It steals you. It would have stolen me. For when I would have felt like shit, I would have been like, I can't, it would be more shame. Right? It would be the shame that I would feel like, oh my gosh, I've been sober for this now. I just gave it all up. I just gave it all up because of a feeling I was having. Who cares? Take all my stuff. If you're going to take my car, you can take my house, you can take my furniture, you can take all this stuff, but you can't take my soul and you can't take my insides and you can't take my peace and you can't take my serenity. I want to be inside a tornado, just being calm. But I can't do that, if the tornado is overwhelming, I sometimes have to walk away for a minute. I'm gonna be like, tornado's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Um, It's still gonna be there when I come back, but I've gotta go gain some perspective so I know what to do in the tornado. Do I have enough water in the basement? Do I have enough towels? Do I have enough this? Do I have enough that? But if I'm in the tornado going with it and being volatile like I was, I'm never gonna be okay. I'm never gonna have perspective. And if I pick up that drink or that drug, then it wins. And I don't want that shit to win. I want it to be that I have this relationship. I wanna be spiritual. I wanna let it go. I wanna know in my heart that everything's gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. And I don't know what that looks like, but it's gonna be okay. It is gonna be okay. I'm. We're all gonna be okay if we stay sober. And we gain that time to take perspective and talk to people and reach out to people, reach out to people. Even if you feel like whatever's going on is so shameful, and you're like, I can't deal with it. It's so much shame. I feel so judged by this. And it's us that are judging ourselves. It's not somebody else. If it's somebody who cares about you and loves you, they're not judging you. They wanna help you. They don't wanna judge you. And if they judge you, they're not really your friend. And I have learned in time that some people that I thought were my friends aren't my friends, and that's hard. But people come into your life for a reason, and they leave for a reason as well. This Wi-Fi is starting to get a little crumply, I'm noticing. So, um, I hope that if you're out there, you're going to reach out. Please reach out to me. I always respond. You can reach me at Elizabeth at ElizabethChance.com, or you can reach me at Busy B I Z Z Y at busy living sober.com but reach out don't do this by yourself if you're going through a tornado and you've got all these feelings talk to somebody about it don't keep it in and if they judge you don't find another person and that's what I keep doing I'm finding people and there are people that are put in my life for a reason that I can talk to and coming here today I can't believe how much this is this has helped me beyond, I can't believe it, but it has. And um, I didn't wanna do this cause I'm away. I'm like, I'm not gonna do my podcast, but I am, I'm doing my podcast. And here I am. And next week I do have this fun friend from college. I'm finally getting that done. She's coming on actually tonight, but um, she'll be on next week. And um, just don't be alone. Just don't be alone. Don't get to that place that picking up a drink or picking up a drug is gonna make it better. Reach out to somebody, take care of you. If you need a time out, take it. Don't let me tell you, you're not allowed to. Take it, take it, take it. And if you like what I say, please subscribe to my show and share it with a friend, you know, please share it with a friend. I hope somebody else can, you know, get something for my message today. And please remember that um, I love you. Nobody else does. And I don't even know you, but I know that if you're dealing with the same thing I am, I totally get it. I totally get it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't turn. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Reach out. Talk to somebody. Send somebody an email. Tell them exactly what's going on, but don't, don't, don't be alone. Okay. Until next time, keep getting busy living life. Get busy living life. Get busy living life. Reach out. Talk to somebody. Don't be alone. Take care, everybody.